Yes, business is constantly changing. But for all the talk of robots and automation, people remain a constant. Still, does how we lead those people need to change as we move further into the digital age? I am Scott Smith for ThinkCast. Bard Papagai is a lead author of Gartner's newest research special report, Leadership in the Digital Age. He's also on the line now from Brisbane, Australia, for the first of a two-part conversation on leadership. Bard, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Now, Bard, we're here to talk about leadership. And it's one of those things you would think, hey, we're managing people regardless of whatever we're dealing with, whether it's the more traditional IT age, or as we move now into the digital age, where we have more people on the go and so forth. With some of the conditions changed at heart, though, is there anything different about leading people in the digital age? Well, Scott, that's a really good question that we actually had to ask ourselves when we started thinking about creating this special report. Is anything different? Because people are people and leadership is leadership, you'd think. But uh, when we started looking into this, we realized two things had happened in the past, let's say, two decades. On the one side, we're actually beginning to understand people better than ever before, because instead of just having to look at people from the outside, we now have neuroscience where we can start looking into what's happening in people's brains. We are getting more to the real motivators that drive people, getting a deeper understanding of the complexities of human interaction. So our understanding of people is actually quite dramatically changing over the past two decades. So that's on the one side, the people side. But digital business is happening as well at the same time. And digital business changes all the conditions where even 20 years ago, a business was essentially a box where you did things to produce value and then that value flowed out of that box. Now a business becomes part of an ecosystem. Boundaries break down, connections are forged that didn't exist before. And people, because those boxes are now falling apart, people become much more active agents that move around at will, that become different agents at different times. One moment they're your employee, the next moment they're your customer, the next moment they're your designer. So the dynamics have changed dramatically as we are beginning to understand people better, we really think this calls for a fairly deep rethink of what it actually means to be a people manager in this day and age. Bard, in your research, you talk about managing people versus leading people. What's the difference? Well, that's really where the understanding of what drives people comes to play because in the, let's say, the industrial view of managing people, you design everything up front. You design the organizational structure, you design the process, and you design the tasks people perform within those processes. And then managing people is a matter of making sure they do exactly what you've designed for them. So they become almost passive agents in a system that is predetermined. Um, that works well under several conditions. One is that you knew everything about the process, that the process is stable and repeatable, and that nothing changes around you. 
So when things are stable and completely predictable, this sort of mechanical model is probably a good model. And quite a few businesses were very successful. But that's a management model in which people do not actually have any autonomy of their own, where you do not need them to be creative. You do not need them to think out of the box. As long as they do exactly what you told them, everything's fine. Now, those conditions do not exist anymore. The world is not predictable by any means. There's a whole ecosystem where you cannot actually even know what's going on, where things are changing all the time. To treat people like passive agents without autonomy, without creativity, you don't get the best out of them. You barely get the average out of them. You probably even suppress their true potential. So instead of managing people, think of people as active agents, full of potential. And your role is no longer to tell them what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, but to guide them to what is possible and then encourage them to realize that, to support them in growing and developing their own capability, help them remove barriers to their success. And then step back and let them do the work. That's why we said this is a change from management where you are in control and you make things happen to leadership where you point the way and maybe even blaze the trail for them. But you're not making it happen. You're helping your people make it happen. And I think that's the essential difference that we're looking for. Um, the demands of the digital business, the sort of disruption we're in, really requires that you get the best out of your people and help them be the best they can be. You know, Bart, as you explained it, it makes perfect sense, and yet I think we've, we've so for so long kind of con, um, uh, conflated the terms management and leadership into being almost the same. And yet now, as you say, you can hear that, that stark difference. Um, that said, even though it's kind of stepping back and empowering your people, you do still need to set the tone as a leader. What should be some of the top priorities for leaders in this digital era? Yeah, that's a good question. First of all, and that's how we basically set up the report as well, to become a leader for a lot of us means developing our own leadership abilities. So anyone wanting to be a true leader needs to work on themselves, to realize that you may have developed habits, ways of thinking, an approach to management slash leadership that is no longer appropriate. So self-awareness and self-development becomes one of the things that any leader, in our opinion, needs to work on. Once you feel that you are ready to become a true leader, you have to realize that there's this delicate balance between setting the tone, creating the conditions, setting the direction, and getting your teams to buy in to this and getting your teams to own this. So the balance here is, yeah, you will be in charge, but it doesn't work if you cannot actually really inspire your teams and get them to truly own it and engage with it. So first you develop your own vision 
and direction. And then you open it up to the team so that they can own it as well. What I find interesting in this part is the balance between are you really co-creating or is it your vision and do they buy in? Uh, the report shows some interesting research on this topic. Once you have your teams sort of ready to work with you and passionate about it and it's their vision now as well, you'll find that the next layer almost is all the stakeholders in your immediate environment. So your next priority will be to make sure that your environment buys into your mission as well. You cannot do anything alone. Your teams cannot do anything on their own. And in a digital business, the environment has become more complex, more stakeholders, more stakeholders in different roles. So part of the leadership challenge is to influence those stakeholders, manage the interactions and the dynamics between them. And you cannot rely solely on the formal mechanisms that we used to have. It becomes a personal art almost of influencing and playing the politics and adapting to the changing situations. The next priority I would almost say would then be to, especially for people coming from the IT side of the equation, which is the majority of our audience, is to become a leader of the business as well. Not in the sense of taking over, but in the sense of realizing that the future of the business is as much your personal responsibility as it is anybody else's in the organization. You have to learn to co-own that future and dare to step forward and think beyond what the business is asking you to do and start thinking about all the things they don't even see yet, all the potential that is out there that you, as a specialist in one field, the IT side of things, the technology side of things, that you see as potential futures and that you think should be explored by the business. That leaving the business thing really takes you out of the almost traditional order-taker mode where you wait for the business to come to you and say, wouldn't it be great if we could have this, to become the idea generator, the visionary leader where you tell the business, these are the things that are possible. Let's explore together which of those possibilities we want to realize. Those are the major sort of priorities we decided in the report to also add a focus on your geography because in this new digital era, you get interesting sort of interaction between the global economy we live in and the local cultures and the local conditions you will encounter in different countries, in different regions. Bard Papagai is a vice president in Gartner's CIO Research Group. He's also a lead author of the new special report, Leadership in the Digital Age, now out on Gartner.com. He'll also join us again for part two of our conversation, and we hope you will too. Don't miss out on any of our ThinkCast conversations, which you can find at Gartner.com slash podcasts, or by subscribing at iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. We hope you'll also take a few minutes to rate us when you're there. And make sure to check out the Gartner webinars at Gartner.com slash webinars.
For ThinkCast, I'm Scott Smith. Thanks for listening.